You made God smile upon you. We praise God for each every one of you that have tuned in tonight. Let's have a word of prayer before we begin our lesson. God, in Jesus' name, we just want to thank you for your grace, for your mercy, your love, and your kindness. I want to thank you for all that you've done for us, what you're going to do. I pray the peace of God upon us. God, as we are entering into this joyous season, bless the hearers of your word and the doers also. God, give them traveling mercy that are traveling over this holiday season. I pray the word will bless your people. Your word is already blessed. Now, bless the hearer and the doer of, the, of your word, that we may be kingdom buildings, building your kingdom once at a time. I ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight, we want to talk about um, defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. Defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. Our study scriptures are coming from Leviticus chapter 26, and we will be looking at um, these verses in chapter 26. Um, verses 1 through 13, and then we'll be looking at some verses in that same chapter 14 through 39 and verses 40 to 46. But I want you to look at your study, Leviticus 26, 1 through 13. We'll be going through some other scriptures um, to help you on tonight. Let me read um, some of the scriptures. And um, tonight, and let's let the Lord, let the word of God bless us. Get your Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. Leviticus chapter 26. You should make no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down into it for I'm the Lord your God you shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary I am the Lord verse 3 if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them then will I give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. My brothers and sisters, he begins with conditions and results of obedience. Conditions and um, the results of obedience. It's the scriptures that we've covered, that we will cover tonight, they deal with obedience. Now, I'm going to jump into um, verses 33. If you go over to verses 33, uh, Leviticus chapter 26. Uh-huh. So then I will scatter your, I will scatter you among the heathen, and I will draw out a sword after you, 
and your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbath as long as it lieth desolate and you be in your enemy's land, even the land shall rest. The land shall rest and enjoy her Sabbath. So I won't really go too far into that. We knew that the Lord told his people um, that six years they would plant their land, plant their vineyards and plant their fields. But on the seventh year, the year they should give their land a rest. And that was very interesting because even the Lord said the land um, needed to rest. And um, in verses chapter 26, verses 1 through 13, God promises and his promises. He promises to keep everything he has spoken. Now you find in that same chapter, chapter 26, verses 14 through 39, God gives and talks about disobedience, disobedience. And we live in a day and time, praise God, that when you talk about not obeying God, and but if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments, and if you, dis, if you shall despise my statutes or if your soul abhor my judgment so that you will not do all my commandments, but that you break my covenant. My brothers and sisters, first of all, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior, we walk into a covenant relationship. Help me say covenant relationship. We walk into a covenant relationship with God. And so God says, if you don't walk with me and you don't follow what I've told you, commandments, you become and are disobedience. So you look down and talk about, and it brings about how that God said, I'll set my face against you and you should be slain before your enemy. In other words, the enemy will have total reign and destruction will follow. Now, we understand that this letter was written, amen, for the um, commandments and keeping of God's establishment amongst his people under the Leviticus um, and with the Leviticus priests. Now, some things that I found really interesting in that. The Lord brings these great and precious promises and to our life, which now, back then, to the nation of Israel, but when you look at it today, which is now, they are spiritual blessings. God has promised spiritual blessings. And he's done it because of the covenant relationship that God has. If, if you would allow me, I want you to look, go over to Ezekiel chapter 44. Go over to the book of Ezekiel. And uh, I want you to look at Ezekiel 
chapter 44. When you have that, say amen. And I want you to go down to verse 17. Huh? Ezekiel chapter 44 and verse 17. Now there is a covenant relationship that God has amongst his people. Now what is so what is also interesting is God's standards that he has for us. Are uh, they're spiritual and yet God has some things that we must adhere to even carnally. Well, look at chapter 17 verse 40 chapter 44 verse 70 and 19 and I, I want you to hold that just for a minute. Let, let me also bring about there's a condition and the results of obedience. And not only that, but God had given under the Mosaic law things that the priest were in charge of. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it to another level if you just stay with me. Because there's something that has to do, there's a key point of the saints of God, those in the faith family to prosper. And it comes down through leadership also, the pastors. And we'll get there. It comes through teaching also. Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 44. And he says, and this is verse 17. Are, are you with me? Let's look at it. And it shall come to pass that when they enter into the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with linen garments. And no wool shall come upon them while they minister in the gate. When they get into the inner gate in the court, they must wear only linen clothing. Now I want you to follow this because we're, we're in a day and time to wear um, yes, the Bible did say come as you are. Yes, come as you are. However that you come to the Lord, just come as you are. Now, write this down. The Lord says come as you are, but it, it, you'll never see in scripture where it says stay the way you are. Will y'all underline that? Help me say, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. See, that's the part where we miss. Now, now watch me. My brothers and sisters, well, praise God. The first partakers of uh, the covenant relationship is with leadership. It was not an accident that is still, it fell from the book of Leviticus. Well, let's see what, is, what does it say. When you come, they shall be clothed with linen garments and no wool. The priests were not supposed to wear wool while they ministered in the gates of the inner court. They shall wear linen bonnets upon their heads and shall have linen breeches. Now, if you look at chapter 44 and verse 18, I wish somebody, if you had your dictionary, this is where you find pants in the Old Testament. Uh-oh. Watch me now. Well, brother, sister, well, they wouldn't really call pants. They were called breeches. And they were shorts. They were shorts. And I think, let me see here. If I can go back to 
to the 60s. I think they would call them back then pedal pushers. Some of you don't, don't remember that, but some of those that are 60 and up remember when they used to wear pedal pushers. So if you go back to the book of Ezekiel chapter 44 and verse 18, it says that the priest shall wear linen bonnets and shall have linen breeches upon their loins and shall not gird themselves with anything that causes sweat. Let me, my brothers and sisters, the priest wasn't even supposed to sweat. Uh-oh. They weren't supposed to sweat while they were ministering in or with the things of God. And they were supposed to have holy garments on. And it said that if they had anything that caused them to sweat, they wasn't supposed to wear it. And when they go forth into the inner court, even into the utter court of the, uh, to the people, they shall put off their garments wherein they ministered and laid them in the holy chambers and they shall put on other garments. Will, will, you, will, you, will you underline that? The priest, and that's why even today, why it's the sanctity of the, of the sanctuary, it should be. And let me show you why. Let me tell you why. I know we live in a day and time that people just want to come and wear what you have and everything else. You do that until you know better. But then you get to the place in your life that you were the best that you had when you come into the house of God. Now, if the priest was not supposed to wear wool, supposed to wear linen and with them linen breeches, and the priest was not even supposed to sweat. In other words, don't have anything to cause you to sweat because your sweat is unholy. Oh, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I wish y'all stayed with me. So now this is in the sanctuary. So pastors wear robes. That's their holy garments. And the thing that they, we minister in should not be worn after service among the people. For if you look at the scripture, it tells them now you change your garments. My brothers and sisters, what we find now is not only God's sanctuary holy, but even what you wear becomes what? Holy. Am I in the book? Stay with Ezekiel chapter 44. Let's follow, let's follow that a little further. It says, they ministered and laid them in the holy chambers, and they should put on verse um, that would be verse 19 of the garments. In other words, they changed their wardrobe. Huh? And they should, and it says, and they shall not sanctify the people with their garments. Even when you minister, then your garments are holy. And since you are in a sanctified place, what you wear sanctifies the people. Am I in the book? Now, and it goes a little further. Neither shall any priest drink wine when they enter to the inner court. Neither shall they take for them wives a widow. Now, priests back then, they did marry. They did marry. All right. Um, if you look at verse 22. Do you have 22? Are my mics out there? All right. Well, praise God. It says in verse 23, and they shall teach. 
my people the difference between the holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Uh, have you followed verse 23? Well, let me say it again. And the priest, the preacher, and the preacher shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Huh? And in controversy, they shall stand in judgment. Now, that, that's good. Because now you've just found out about the priest's garment. Follow me over to chapter 47. Chapter 47. Because tonight I'm dealing with defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. Let's just, just put a pen right there before we go over into chapter 47 in the book of Ezekiel. My brothers and sisters, we are finding more people every more and more on a daily basis. They're getting so frustrated and they're all out of sort because it seems like that God is not working for them. My brothers and sisters, but have we really took a survey to see, are we really in the will of God? Now, yes, I'm going to hold the preacher's feet to the fire. Well, let me just discover one more time. Since the priests have priest's garment that the pastor puts on is holy, and when you change, you should change your holy garments because you should not even mingle with the people. Now, this was, this was in the Old Testament to the Leviticus priests. But my brothers and sisters, holiness yet exists. And we got to understand the Lord says, come as you are, but you don't stay as you are. Look at somebody say, stop fighting against God and get into his word. There is more and more people being frustrated because there are, they feel they're being defeated. They're being defeated like God is not working for them. But let me help you out. You can write this down someplace. Praise God tonight. The only way that you can be defeated is when God chooses not to fight. Brothers and sisters, God will choose not to fight for you. And the time when God chooses not to fight for you is the time when you will be defeated. Well, case in point, let me just deal with finances just, 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 just for just a snib of a minute. Haggai spoke about it and says, you know, some people when they get paid, they get paid, I'll just say this, this Friday, and by Monday, and by Monday, it's like, where my money? What happened to my money? I just got paid like there's nothing left. Well, the Lord says two days to the prophet. See, I'll blow on some of it. So what does that mean? Just picture this. You go to the bank, get your money in cash. You come outdoors, you're counting it. Here come a big strong wind and blows your money and it's all what? Gone. And what's not blown away, the Lord said, I'll take and I'll 
cut. The prophet said, God will cut your pocket. And what has not been blown, it'll fall out of your pocket. In other words, you're living by paycheck to paycheck. And God is saying, that's not the way that I want you to live. I don't want you to live by barely making it. When you look at somebody telling them, God don't want you just to barely make it. He wants you to have it all. He wants you to have the head of the hog, the back of the hog, the tail of the hog, the feet of the hog. He wants you to even catch the squeal of the hog. God wants you to have the whole hog. Huh? But you become frustrated because like you're living from paycheck to paycheck and you can't get any better. What happens is you must check your life. You must look at yourself. See what you are doing. Has God withdrew his hand from you? And my brothers and sisters, listen here. God does not have to touch you for anything to happen. All God has to do is just withdraw his hand. And as soon as God withdraw his hands from you, all hell breaks loose. Huh? Will somebody talk back to me? Huh? Your, your money gets so funny that it laughs at you. Huh? And you are so broke you can't even pay attention. Isn't that something? Huh? Defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. My brothers and my sisters, look at your life. Look at what you're doing and compare it with what God says. God, uh-oh. Well, let me say it like this. There's some pastors that God ain't called that's telling you all kind of stuff. Let, let, me, let me get to the scripture. Oh, my God. We got something for you tonight. Um, chapter 47. I need a reader. There's a mic in front of you in Ezekiel chapter 47. Give me verse 1, please. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Come on, Bible readers. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. I'm sorry, unto the house. You're unto right. the door of the house, uh -huh. and behold, water, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house, yes, eastward, yes. For the front, no, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came from under from the right side of the house, at the south side, at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without the utter. Led me about the way without the uh, unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward, uh -huh. and behold, there ran out waters on the right now, side. Now, let me let me fast forward this because you will find it talks about the river in the temple, and then you go over to the book of Revelations and you'll find about the rivers, Amen. In the Scripture, now the river of healing is there. Now, God, now this is some, some of the prophecies at this time have came to pass, even at the time of the writing of Ezekiel. Some of the prophecies had came to pass and others had not came to pass of this time of the writing of Ezekiel. Uh-huh. 
I want you to hold there. Go over to Ezekiel chapter 36. Go back to Ezekiel chapter 36. If I'm going too fast, slow me down. Ezekiel chapter 36 brings very familiar scripture um, in verse chapter 37 of the book of Ezekiel. But I want to look at Ezekiel chapter 36. I want to look at verses 16. Do you have them? Ezekiel chapter um, 36. And I want verses 16 through 27. Okay? Rita, you ready? Yes. Go. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man. Now, the, the future message came from me, from the Lord. Read. Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, uh -huh. they defiled it by their own way. Now, now, now listen. I've given you a land. I've blessed you. Everything you have, I've given you. I've given you a condo. I've given you your, your ranch style. I've given you your home. I've, I've, I've given you everything you have. I've given you. I've given you a car. I've given you favor on your job. Everything you have as a believer, I have given you. Read. Give by, it to you. Read. And by their doings. Their ways was before me as the uncleanliness, uncleanness of and of a removed woman. Now, now listen. He says, "Now you're at verse um, 17. seventeen. Though the land, their land, own land, they defiled it by their own way and by the doings. The way was before me as an un, as the uncleanliness of a removed woman. They polluted. Yes, read. Wherefore." I pour my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land. Uh-huh. And for their idols wherewith they had polluted. Yes, read. And uh -huh. I scattered them among the heathen. Yes. And they were dispersed through the countries. Uh-huh. According to their way and according to their doings. Yes. I judged them. Mm-hmm. And when they entered unto the heathen, whither they went, they profaned my holy name. Now, look at verse, I want to look at 20. Verse 20 is, look at somebody says, somebody's lying on God. Come on, say it again. Say, somebody's lying on God. See, my brothers and sisters, even in the church, people are saying God is doing a lot of stuff. And God is not doing everything that they say you're doing. Some people are so mad and frustrated that they're blaming God. They're blaming God because they can't get ahead. They're blaming God because of their sickness, but they never thought. Now, this is, remember, the Bible is for the believer. The Bible is not for unsaved people. Can I say that again? The Bible, God's word, is not for unbelievers. It's for believers. But when you do get saved, it is your guide. It's your strength. It's your power to carry you from earth to heaven. Now, in verse 20, it's going to show us like today. We go amongst people that are not saved. Well, Let's take a step further. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. You don't go to the unsaved for answers. 
I know you keep going to them talk show people and, oh, did you see them, what they said? And they ain't been more say a lot of me, been more say than the Billy Goat. You, you're going to unsaved people for your answers. First of all, God's going to get you for that. God never did tell us to go to unsaved people and to spit out venom. You know what people do? People get mad at the church and find somebody unsaved, whether it's family members or close associate with the family, somebody you've been knowing all your life. They ain't saved, and you go with your saved self to somebody that is not saved and tell them about the problems in the church. Let's see what God says about that. Are you ready? They're saying, listen here. First of all, you said you're saved. Now, you're going amongst those and messing up God's name. Read, read, the, read, the, read, the, read the, uh, the text. Verse 20. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 20. Read. Now remember, 20. God bless you that you're revealing this live stream. Now follow, get your Bibles. Now get your Bibles. Stay with me now. All right, go. 20B. These are the people of the Lord and are gone forth out of his land. Now, what verse are you at now? This is 20, 36 verse. Well, I'm at 21 now. You're in chapter 36 and verse 21. These are the people of the Lord. Verse 20 said, verse 20, and when they entered into the heathen, they went amongst the unsaved. That's where they went. They profaned my name. They were scattered among the nations. They brought shame on my holy name. Now go to verse 21. But I had pity for mine holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen. Underline verse 21. You know why some people are blessed? Even when they're wrong, watch me now. God will bless somebody when they're wrong just so the people can see who God is. It's not because you're doing right. Uh-oh, let me help you out again. God will bless some people when they're wrong. And he's blessing them not because they're wrong, but God's showing to the world who he is. Sometimes you wonder, why are some of the unsaved people prospering more than I am? Oh, my God. And why are some that are in the church, they say they say, they're doing every damnable thing that they can do and seem like I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm showing up at services and I'm getting, I'm not getting any further. God said the reason why I'm blessing them because I'm going to show my glory. I wish I'll look at the scripture here. Read. That's verse 21. Verse 22. Yes. Therefore say unto the house of Israel. Uh-huh. Thus said the Lord God. Yes. I do not this for your sake, O house of Israel. Now, listen, he said, now, see, see at verse 22. I'm not doing this for what? Your sake. I'm not doing this for your sake. But I'm going to show how holy my name is. I'm not blessing you because of you. Did y'all see that? I'm blessing you because of my namesake, who I am. Read. 
O house of Israel, but for mine holy, but for mine holy namesake, uh-huh. which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. You have profaned, uh-huh. You have uh uh did all this stuff um before unsaved people, and you really don't deserve a blessing from me. You you don't deserve it, but I'm doing it to protect my holy name. Huh? Because people are using God's name and throwing around. Just throwing God's name around like his name is not holy. My brothers and sisters, God's name is holy. And you ought to make sure that when you speak his name, it's in a holy state. Did y'all hear what I'm saying? Well, let me give an example. You know when you get mad at somebody? God, I'm getting tired of you. Slow your roll. You better watch who your name you're using. God's name is a holy name. Oh, my God. Back then, they would call him Jehovah. Uh, read. And I will sanctify my great name. Wait a minute. The Lord said, first, remember, I'm going to sanctify my name. My name is set aside. That's verse 23, correct? And I will sanctify my great name, which is profane, right? Read. Which was profane among the heathen. Uh-huh. Which he had profaned in the midst of them. Yes. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. I want Lord God. every demon and devil. I want every unsafe person to know that I'm God. I'm not blessing you because you deserve it. I'm blessing you because my name is out there. Tell somebody, say, listen, when your name is put out there, oh, you got to do something about it. See, listen, your, your character speaks well of you. I don't care what people say about you. You're going to use the mic, my brother, because we're live streaming. You got to use the mic to talk in. Praise God. Huh? It's not because. It's not because you're doing such a great thing. Huh? But God said, I am going to get my name back. Praise God. Go. So is that the same thing as when people say like, oh, my gosh. Or, oh, my God. Stop. Thank you. Gosh is just a nickname short to saying God. Because you're not used to saying gosh. Oh, gosh. No, you're saying G-O-D. You don't know, first of all, and there's kissing, there's the kissing uh, cuss words. Do you not know there's kissing cuss words? See, when you get saved, you, 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 it talks about profanity come out of your mouth. So you just find... A close word, you get as close as you can to cussing without cussing. But in your mind, you already done cuss. You just don't want it to be out there, right? Because you done cuss. See, you don't want to be known as a cusser. But you but then you don't care about being a fornicator. You don't want to be named as a cusser, but you don't want to be called an adulterer. Wait a minute. Which one's worse? There is no worse. All unrighteousness is sin. Is that right? So Talk like, back to me. I was going to ask, okay, so since we're on this subject, so like, you know how damn is in the uh, is in the Bible, right? Sure, damn um, is hell is so in the Bible. Yeah. Hell, you know how people be like, uh, I can't even. I know, I got it. you, I got yeah. you. But thank you, thank is you for that, the question. Praise God. See, what happens, my brothers and my sisters, is how you put it in the sentence. You know good and well 
that you ain't using hell, you know, as the hell of torment and the hell of fire and brimstone. And when you tell somebody go to hell, first of all, how you don't have a hell to put nobody in. So the way you said it, you didn't say it as hell of the Bible. You just cussed it. See, you want to use the Bible to say that you done covered up. Or you done covered up your cussing. Well, the Bible did say damn, right? No, 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 no. See, the Bible said it, the things is not the things that go into your body that defile your body is the things that come out of your body. That's why the feat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. You keep wanting to run as close to the line as you possibly can and thinking that God is pleased with it. It's not biblical. Did that answer that question? Praise Jesus. Keep reading. We're in Ezekiel chapter 36. Go, daughter. Verse 23b. Uh -huh. Shall shall know oh wait and the heathen shall know that i am the lord said the, the unsaved folk is going to know that i'm god read when i shall be sanctified in, in your in you before their eyes god says i'm going to sanctify you in the midst of all those that ain't saved the word sanctify simply means set aside huh what are you set aside for i'm set aside for god to use me God can't use me in any way. Remember, put, put, a, put a pin in that. Do you recall that I just read to you about the priestly garments and about how we come to the house of God and even, even the preacher? I'll give, you this, I'll give you the scripture. Your garment is holy. Priests don't wear silk and linen. They didn't wear blended material. And the Lord said, I don't even want the preacher, the priest to sweat because your sweat is unholy. Huh? And when you preach, pastor, preach, and minister, that holy garment is set aside. You don't wear that holy garment around the people and deal with them. Case in point. You know, you get, you get so comfortable that you say what you want to say to the preacher. You can't say anything to the preacher. You can't be saved and say anything to the preacher. You know, you don't run up to him and give him a, you know, one of them, uh, you know, your, your old fraternity fret, you know, signs and whatnot. He's a holy man. The holy things of God should be respected as the holy things of God. But in the day and time we live in, we want to dumb everything down. You know, dress down. You won't find any scripture talks about the saints dressing down. Oh my God. Where am I at? I'm living and showing you biblical scriptures on how you should live. Huh? Because you keep complaining. What, what are you complaining about? Things ain't happening for me. Well, defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. When God said, I'm going to fight for you, watch every demon and devil. I'm eating on my time. Let me go a little further. Um, where are you at? Ezekiel 36? Still? Verse 24. Go 24. Uh-huh. For I will take from you among the heathen yes. and gather you out of all countries yes. and will bring you into your own land. Read. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you uh -huh. and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Quickly, stop. Jump over to Ezekiel chapter 13. 
And I started at verse 6, and I'm going to come back to Jeremiah 23rd chapter. Go to Ezekiel chapter 6. Ezekiel chapter 13. And I started at verse 6. You have it. It's up they, on the screen. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, uh -huh. the Lord said, and the Lord had not sent them. Now, now wait, wait a minute. Well, listen, he says, first of all, People, I have told you that there's folk that are lying to you. And there's people that are saying they're prophets and they're pastors and they're giving you predictions. Huh? They are prophesying to you and giving you predictions. Let's see what the prophet says. Read. And the Lord had not sent them. God said, I didn't send them. But because you desire to hear something special, and in the New Testament, you find that you're having itching ears. So you're going to somebody special to hear certain things. And now you have gravitated towards that area. And my brothers and sisters, I cannot get away because uh, social media is good. It could be a good outlet. It could be a good outreach. And it can promote the gospel. But most of the time, we find it in a negative area. And we're using it in negative ways. Even the saints. I am so, it, it's so interesting to see how many of the saints that have these uh, Facebook accounts. And if you just take an hour, maybe a two. And go to their accounts. Oh my goodness. The preacher got mustard shirts on. And they're forming. And, you know. And, 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 the, and the missionaries. They got the high heels on. And the short mini skirt. And they stand and look. Wait a minute. Don't you see how you are projecting yourself. And you're talking about holy. Huh. God is saying. And so in Ezekiel, now, some of these prophecies that came to pass at the time of Ezekiel's writing, and some have not. Read. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Uh-huh. Come on, daughter. Have ye not seen a vain vision, and have ye not spoken a lying divination? Wait, 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 wait. Huh. Have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have you not seen a vain vision? Instead, they have told you lies and made false predictions, they said. And God is this message is from God. Even though the Lord never sent them, God didn't send them, but you expect God to fulfill their prophecies? You want God to fulfill a prophecy through somebody that God didn't even send. Because you said, they said they're a pastor. They said they're a prophet. And then you got people coming, you know, how come this pastor does this? Instead of you talking about what a pastor is doing or not doing, check yourself. See, if you're in line with God, huh? The reason why you can tell when God stops fighting for you, you're going to lose. Come on, give me some more. The Lord said it. I'll be it. I have not spoken. What verse are you at? 
verse 8 now. All right, we're in verse 8. Go to verse 8. Follow us from verse 8 down. Read. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, uh -huh. because ye have spoken vanity and seen lies. Because what you say is false and your visions are a lie, God said, I'm going to stand against you. Keep reading. Uh, behold, I am against you, said the Lord God. Go to verse down nine. Go to verse nine. Uh -huh. And mine hand shall be upon the prophets. That God said, I'm going to raise my fist against every lying prophet. And those who see false visions, and I'm going to make every lying predictions, I'm going to make them vanish. Keep reading. And that divine lies, they shall not be in the assembly of my people. Uh-huh. Neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel. Yes. Neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. Jump, jump down to verse 10. Verse 10. Because, because even, because they have seduced my people, saying... Peace and there was no peace. Wait, 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 wait. You got these false prophets and teachers. They're talking to you and telling you peace. Be because even because they have seduced my people, saying peace and what? There is no peace. Huh? Read. And built up a wall, and lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar. Do you do you mortar. see do you see the the screen back there? I got in in bold letters whitewashing. Do anybody know what white whitewashing is? Whitewashing used to be a time that somebody owned a house or a building, the outside of it was in bad shape. So what they did, like they would take this type of mortar. And they put it, they get some chicken wire. They cut the chicken wire to fit this hole. Then they put this, you know, then they paint it white. But if you leaned against it, it would fall in. It's called, it's called whitewashing, you know. Have you ever saw a fake wall? A wall that looked like it's a real wall, but when you lean against it, your arm goes right through it? See, there are a lot of things that it look real, but it's fake. God is saying, you, you look holy, but you're really fake. And you have adopted this saying, I'm going to fake it until I make it. But when you tell somebody that the devil is a lie, how can you fake anything of God until you make it? Because God is not a fake God. So if you want to bring God into something that is fake, you know the devil's your daddy. Isn't that a good lesson? Because God is not fake. Read the scripture. Verse 11. Say unto them which daubed it with untempered mortar that it shall fall there. Shall be an, there shall be an overflowing shower and ye, O great hailstones, shall fall and a stormy wind shall rend it. Uh-huh. Lo, when the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, where is the daubing which ye have daubed? Uh-huh. Therefore, thus said the Lord, I will even rend it with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in mine anger. Uh-huh. And great hailstones in my fury. I will sweep away the whitewashed wall with the storm, and I'm going to show you that it was fake from the beginning. You know what that means? God will show you the people that are fake in your life. See, you got some whitewashed folk. You got some folk that talk, they talk a Jesus game, how much I love Jesus. But really, push to push come to a shove, ain't nothing to them. They just whitewash folk. They mean you no good, 
They have no power to strength, huh? And all they want to do is just for you to, y'all entertaining each other and swapping stories and they can't even help you. God said, I'm going to reign and I'm going to show up. I'm going to unveil all them false people in your life. You may not want to praise God, but praise God that God give you the revelation. Come on, I'm eating up my time, darling. Verse 14, so I'll, I will break down the wall that you have daubed uh -huh. with untempered mortar and will bring it to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered and it shall fall. God said, I'm going to unveil the fake people in your life. Huh? No longer, no longer, no longer that's going to happen. If you really love me, you keep my commandments. Huh? And the Bible said, God said, my commandments are not grievous. Read. And ye shall be consumed in the midst thereof, mm -hmm. and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus I will accomplish my wrath upon the wall, and upon them that daubed it, with untempered mortar, and will say unto you. That's good. The jump, jump over to verse um, 17. Mm -hmm. Verse 17. Somebody pick it up. Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people. Wait a minute. It's just, it just not the men. You, you got women that are speaking false prophecies. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You got the, some missionaries that God ain't called. Huh? And the Lord said not only for the, for the prophets or for the priests, you got some of these, the women. Let's see what God says. Which prophecy out of their own heart uh -huh. and prophecy thou against them and say, thus saith the Lord God, woe to the women. Go back to verse 18. Are you in verse 18? I'm in 18. Yeah. And say, thus saith the Lord God. Uh-huh. Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes. Wait a minute. They, they do what? Sew pillows to all armholes, uh huh, and make kerchiefs upon the head of every. The women statue. who are they're 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 wrapping up, they're tying up the souls of God said His people. They're using the magic charms on their wrists. They're 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 furnishing them with the the veils on their faces, huh? And they're doing the things to trap men in the church. Oh, I wish I had somebody talk to me. Women are doing things that trap men. Mm. No, no, no. Ezekiel's prophesying, isn't he? Sound like 2024, doesn't it? 2023. Huh? You, you got them. Oh, yes. And they're looking at where's the men? Where's the men? Uh-huh. And they're prophesying. And there's some men are just as gullible as women. Oh, I wish I had somebody talk back to me. Y'all quiet tonight on me. Huh? Defeat happens. Defeat happens when? Defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. Uh-huh. Read. Will ye hunt the souls of my people? And will ye save the souls alive that uh -huh. come unto you? Uh-huh. And will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread to slay the souls that should not die? And to save the souls of life that should not live uh -huh. by your lying to my people that hear your lies. 
Real, real quick, jump, jump back to Jeremiah twenty third chapter. You got Jeremiah twenty one or twenty three. Start at verse one. I know I won't be able to finish it. You got Jeremiah twenty three. Yes. Go verse one. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, mm -hmm. saith the Lord. See, my brothers and sisters, you have to look at it, and you'll understand too. In leadership. That's why the pastor that God have sent has poured in and are pouring in to the ministers, to the missionaries, to the deacons. So you won't be, a, be in a place where the enemy can use you because God said, I'm going to visit you. Huh? See, a lot of the times the people are misled because of leadership. We often think about just the laity or the ones that just sit in the pew. But a lot of the problems come from leadership. Huh? That's where a lot of the problems come. And if you're not taught the word and taught it right, people will not. The Bible said there will come a day where they will not endure sound doctrine. When if you want to really live by, look at somebody's telling me, if you want to want to, if you really want to live holy, stay in the Holy Bible. Now put a praise on it, somebody. If you want to do right, stay in the word of God. Huh? Read. Therefore, thus saith the Lord Daughter, God. I have four minutes. You got to work with me now. Of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Uh -huh. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away mm -hmm. and have not visited them. See, the Lord says sorrow is going to, sorrows is going to get that leader. Huh? Because you destroyed them. That you were expected to care for him, but you didn't do it. Read. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, saith the Lord. Uh -huh. And I will gather the raiment of my flock out of all the countries. Jump down to verse 4. Verse 4. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear I'm no I'm going to more. give you people that will care for you. Uh-huh. Nor be dismayed. You won't be afraid. Neither they be... Neither shall they be lacking. Saith you won't the Lord. lose. Uh huh. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved. That's good. Israel. Okay. Pause there. Go over to Galatians chapter 9. And I think I, I may have to end with this one. Galatians chapter, chapter 5, start at verse. 19. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. My brothers and sisters, tonight I just wanted to pour into you and prove to you and show you defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. That's the only way you can be defeated. God will choose. Huh? And he chooses from the covenant relationship that you agreed to. Give me Galatians. Uh huh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I say it again. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, uh -huh. fornication, uncleanness, 
lasciviousness, mm-hmm. idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. I got one minute. Go envy. back to verse. Go mm-hmm. back to verse nineteen. I got one minute left. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. All I want you to know is this. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, this is a category where you fall in. When you follow the category, or when you follow your, your when your desires move you and draw you into that sinful nature that's been brought under subjective, this is the result. Sexual immorality, mm-hmm. impurity, lustful pleasures, mm-hmm. idol worshiping, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealously, jealous, being jealous, outbursts of anger. Selfish ambition, huh? 21, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. Look at the names. Uh Uh-oh. Wild parties. You you didn't invite Pastor and First Lady because you knew you you was going to get wild. Wild parties and other things of that nature. Read. Let the, and look at 21B. Read. Of which I tell you before. I'm going to tell you again, as I told you before, read. And I also told you in time past Uh that they which do these things. Anyone living this type of life, read. Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. My brothers and sisters, defeat happens when God chooses not to fight for you. Well, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord smile upon you. This is uh, the word of the Lord tonight. I pray that God bless you. Don't complain about it. God does not have to lay his hand on you when you're wrong. All God has to do is just withdraw his hand. And as soon as God withdraw his hand, the enemy will surely come in. I pray that it will strengthen you. It'll give you the strength you need to help you stand. On the things of God. Be blessed of God. And thank you for stopping in with living the word with Pastor Clay. Be blessed of God.